0: Give me a W. W. Give me a G. G. Give me a B. B. Give me a B. B. Give me a... Uh, no, wait. That's basically WGBB Freeport. That's uh, I, Isn't it time for Dave's Gone By? Yeah, right now. There goes
1: the Daverhood.
0: We've got David Lefkowitz here. He's a Long Island arts guy. He's got his own radio show. Greetings from Long Island, where every highway is a sunrise. It's time for Dave's Gone By, an hour of comedy, talk, and music brought to you by Total Theater with your host, Dave Lefkowitz. You've never heard anything like it, so sit back, relax, squeal if you must. Here's the host of Dave's Gone By, Dave! Troubical hot dog night! Like flamingos in a fruit fight! Every colour of day Twirling around at night. Well there goes the Dave-er-hood. Welcome everyone on this Sunday night, February fifteenth, two thousand and nine, to the three hundred and fourth edition. That's right, we've done three hundred and three previous thingies of this of Dave's Gone By, coming to you from Babylon Long Island. Good to be back home, um, although we had a surprisingly nice trip to about as far-flung a place in America as you can get, well, in contiguous America, I guess Alaska wouldn't really count in this, but um, spent a couple of days in North Dakota this week, because only someone like me would pick the middle of February as a time to go to a place like North Dakota, but uh, I mean, we had to go there for a reason, I went there with my wife and... Um, met some cool people, had some interesting times, had some snowy and cold and slushy times, and also some fun stuff. So I want to spend some of this episode of the show talking to you about Fargo, North Dakota. Also, I want to have a couple of people weigh in on the big old stimulus package, because that is all anybody seems to be talking about, at least on TV. People I know aren't really, you know, they can't follow it, they don't know, they just know their money's being taken out of their pockets, but But if you watch all the TV channels, that's all anybody's talking about, so we might as well talk about it on this radio station. So I have three different people giving their very different views about the whole economic bailout and stimulus package tonight on Dave's Gone By, and I think you'll you'll quite enjoy that. And, as we do almost every program, we have the Inside Broadway segment, where we tell you what's going on on the stages of New York on and off-Broadway, all the big news, what shows are coming in and what stars are coming in, and then also do some theater reviews to let you know what's worth seeing out there. And tonight, are reviewing a couple of shows, including Leia's Train. It's a new drama about Jewish people played by Asian actors. Interesting. Also, Lansky, featuring a guest on this program, Mike Burston. He's playing the gangster Meyer Lansky in a one-man show. And also, I went back to see speed the plow, because, um, well, this is also big news a couple of weeks ago, when the original star, Jeremy Piven, became rather mercurial, I think we all remember this, where he ate a little too much sushi and got what he said was mercury poisoning, what other people said was just sheer boredom and unprofessionalism, and bailed. On the program, he did his own kind of bailout, and they ran scampering about for another actor to come in and do the show, and ultimately they found Bill Macy, an old hand at David Mamet, not the Bill Macy of the TV series Maud, but the Bill Macy of the TV ser- of the movie, come to think of it, Fargo. Wow, I just made that connection right this second, and I'm so happy I did. See, it all ties in. And also, I want to talk a little bit about a show that I do live, on stage, every Saturday night at 6 at the Times Square Art Center, 669 8th Avenue in Manhattan. We've been doing it for two months now, and it's really taking off. <laughs> it's like, so many things that I do tend to stay kind of smallish, and and uh, not so much disappointing, but I always hope that they'll go a little further than they do. You know, hence, 300 episodes of this show at this bloody radio station. But um, this little thing that we're doing... Right in the heart of Manhattan, we're growing audiences where people are talking about it on the web. There's possibly things afoot, and they've got you know, TV cameras there. Kind of neat. It's called StageBuddy.com's Weekly Night Live. And I'm having a blast. It's just a cabaret talk show, trying to be a mix of the, the things that Dick Cavett and Steve Allen used to do, but also a little more like your basic. Uh, off-and-off-Broadway off off little stage review with stand-up comedians and musicians and magicians and Broadway people. It's been a whole heck of a lot of fun, and I've had a wonderful time doing it. And last night was probably one of our best shows, if not our best, to date. I always hate to say that because it jinxes the next one because you always have to top it. But it was a little sad in the sense that we lost our technical director. Nothing too tragic. He's moving to Kansas which I guess is tragic enough, um, so it was kind of sad to say goodbye to Edmund, because he was with us from the beginning, but taking over in his enormous shoes to fill is also a very, very terrific young woman who has been with the show from the beginning. Her name is Jessica, and she happens to be on the phone. She, she called in, and I wanted to get her on the show for just a couple of minutes to, uh, to talk to us. Jessica, are you there? Hey, hey Dave. Hey Jessica, how you doing? How was your Valentine's Day?
1: that oh, it was pretty good. Um, as you know, um I was at the uh taping last night, uh along with you, uh, for Stagebuddy weekly night live. And um after the show, uh we went out to uh Smith's Bar and Restaurant on uh uh forty fifth and uh eighth Avenue. You know, to give Evan like a little like, you know, send off uh uh 'cause I think he's uh he's going back to Kansas on Tuesday.
0: And he's going back to school, which I, you know, I heartily support, basically because he can't get a, a full-time paying job in New York, which I hardly understand, mm-hmm. <laughs> believe me. So, um, so you're, how did you feel? You were kind of stepping into the shoes yesterday. I guess they were showing you the ropes. Uh,
1: yeah, he was, sh- yeah, he was showing me the ropes, and, uh, I did a pretty good job.
0: Uh, if you do say so yourself. Yes,
1: yes, if I do say so myself, uh well i've done uh i have a similar job at a uh, local public access station um in uh new jersey oh i've done a few uh uh te- technical directing jobs on a few of the uh programs there um but it's a little different because uh this is uh live and we're trying to get the episodes out on the net as soon as possible, so...
0: Well, we've done eight so far, and we haven't quite gotten one fully cut on the web. But that's coming. That's coming in a week or two, I think. Yeah. Um, They're they're really promising that. Yeah,
1: we'll be working on that uh, during the middle of the week. I think uh, there's some clips from episode one I'm watching on the website uh, right now, which is... uh, See stagebuddy.com slash live.
0: Forward slash live, stagebuddy.com forward slash live. The trailer is up there. It's been up there for a week or so, which is great, and it's really well done, and I, I credit mm-hmm. Evan, the producer, on that. But have they actually put up clips now? I didn't see that today. I'm, I'm so thrilled. Um, uh, actually, no,
1: maybe it is just the trailer. I'm on, I'm on my uh, home computer right now, and the connection uh, isn't... As fast as I would like it to be, so this just might be the trailer actually. you might be right about that,
0: but really literally within a week, they'll get a show or two yeah. up so people can see you know where's that what what else um well, first of all, what does a technical director do
1: oh well, basically it's uh the person that uh uh cues the cameras oh. like like the, the uh we have we have we have a, a three camera setup um at the uh Times Square Arts Center uh which is where we tape the show. Mm-hmm. Actually it's four cameras. We have one uh propped up uh giving us like an above the audience.
0: Oh cool. It's like an goes. odd cam. Excellent. Yeah. All right, yeah.
1: Yeah, so it's actually four cameras, but um, actually, I'm actually on the uh I'm on the machine uh uh the switcher which um all the cameras are uh, hooked up to. So let's say if um as we start the show I would go with the wide shot, which is uh camera B, which is usually the steady shot, which shows, you know, the entire stage, you, uh, Vicky, the guest.
0: Vicki is the is the co host of the show, yeah. Vicki Cooperman. She's a comedian right. and books are comedians, yeah.
1: And then uh as the show starts and uh as uh mm-hmm. as you or Vicki begin, you know, uh, I would take the uh the shot from either the A or the C camera, whichever one has a better shot. We have a lot of comedians on. We usually have an open comedian every week but show uh mm-hmm. on the show before the show uh starts, before the hosts come out. We have a, a comic come up. So right. every once in a while I'll take like an audience shot, which it looks really good, especially when there's when the uh comic is on stage. It'll have like an over the over the shoulder and you see the audience laughing at the joke, so
0: hopefully, yes. Yeah, hopefully. So, um, this is, and, and, did you go to school and train for, for this, or? Uh,
1: no, I actually, um, uh, the skills that I acquired to do this was actually from my time, at the, uh, public station
0: mm-hmm. in New
1: Jersey, which is a Soma TV. Uh, it's a public access station for Maplewood and South Orange in New Jersey.
0: Cool.
1: Uh, there, and the stuff that I learned, uh, from evan and edmund on the show
0: well cool well it's it's absolutely a pleasure to work with you and and i know it's going to be great and continue to be great and uh, all i can do is invite people to to hear what we're all talking about it's stagebuddy.com's weekly night live, Saturday nights at 6 at the Times Square Art Center between 42nd and 43rd Street, right on 8th Avenue in Manhattan. It's only an hour long, so you know, it doesn't interfere with your dinner plans or if you have a, a Saturday night Broadway show, and I think you'll have a great time with it. Go to stagebuddy.com forward slash live to find out more. So Jessica, and, and, and it's free. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's absolutely free, although really we want you to sign up and become a member of StageBuddy.com to get it free. Um, that, that's really what you're supposed to do, because it saves you the $5 cover charge. But for the most part, we've been looking the other way on the cover charge anyway, because we want to fill the house. And we have been. So that's that's been really great that we had such a, a huge house last week. So thank you, Jessica, for all your help and for, for coming on and talking to us about the show. Oh, sure. <laughs> have is, a it li- alright, is it no. all
1: right if I uh, stay on to listen in to the entire show? Because I, I tried to listen in on uh, my radio here, and it just... When it works, and my connection on my computer isn't
0: really all that great.
1: Oh, okay. So could
0: I just stay on hold and just. What a loyal. You know, you may end up being number three fan, because we've got number one fan Pam, who, who's like the, the number one fan of the show, and then my dad is the number two fan. And so so you are jockeying just by saying that for number three fan status, Jessica. Wow. That's, that's really wicked cool. So, that yeah, if you're still cool. here with, within like the next 50, 55 minutes, you may have the crown of number three fan. I'm going to put you on hold, and you should be able to listen to the whole show just like that. Okay, thanks. Okay, thanks, Pam. Uh, sorry, Pam. Thanks, Pam. Jessica, for, for calling Oh, Thanks, Pam, too, whatever she is. Hey, Pam. <laughs> okay, you're listening to Dave's Gone By. We're still going into the show, and I haven't even done the sponsors yet. So let me thank them so, so much for being part of this show. Every week, it's Hewlett Minuteman Press, the copy kings of Broadway. been around since the 1970s, owned and operated by the Torong family in Hewlett, Long Island. 10% off for Dave's Gone By listeners on any job, big or small, at Hewlett Minuteman Press. Also, this program is brought to you by the Woodrow Delicatessen. Ah, if I tell you the food there, it's kosher, it's delicious, it's fresh. I eat there... Probably once a week. My family also, you know, my my parents have been going there for the past 30 years because they make absolutely delicious delicatessen. Everything from a dozen different kinds of chicken dishes to your basic great, meaty sandwiches of salami and tongue and brisket and corned beef. you got a great hot dog there, Knish's, the Woodrow. It's located at 1342 Peninsula Boulevard, and it's in the Peninsula Shopping Center of Hewlett, Long Island. Go to WoodrowDeli.com for more information. And remember, you got to leave off that second W for wonderful food. It's Deli. Dot .com this program is also brought to you by performing arts insider theater magazine the bible of broadway and has been the bible of broadway um since 1944 and it tells you everything you need to know about what is playing in New York, and I, I know Stage Buddy does that in a different sort of a way that we were talking about. That's kind of, if you're going to the theater that night, you want to know what's playing, what comedians are out there, or uh, you know what off-off Broadway shows are going on, or what musicians are playing. Performing Arts Insider is really dedicated to the theater, Broadway, Off, and Cabaret, and giving you all the insight, scoop, and information, the gossip, and uh, if you need to contact The producers or the managers or the agents or uh, the press people handling the shows. It's really an industry publication that the industry has not been able to do without. For about sixty six years now performing arts insider go to performing for more information and go to davesgoneby.org for a really really great discount for dave 's gone by listeners on subscriptions to this great journal and finally we are brought to, uh, this program is brought to you by fancy schmancy balloons and uh, which is ...owned and operated by Jeff Goodman, who is not here tonight. Jeff is wandering around the wilds of Las Vegas, uh, or, or I think he started in California, he's going to Las Vegas, and then he's going for a couple of weeks to Thailand. So Jeff won't be with us over the next couple of shows... Aww, but when he gets back, he would love to do your party planning for you. To do up your balloons and your centerpieces and make your party look really good. So, take this number down and call him in a month. It's uh, Fancy Schmancy Balloons, 516-797-3229. 797-3229. Okay, um, I think that does it for our sponsors. Just want to remind you to check davesgoneby.org for more information about this program and to hear bunches of older episodes of the show. I think we have over 200 up there now. org. Okay. Wow, it's, it's almost 11:30 already and we have barely even gotten started. So yeah, we've got talk about Fargo. We've got stuff about the stimulus package. We've got Inside Broadway. All of that coming up for you. Dave's gone by. Do not go away. <laughs> Meow! I'm not an ordinary cat. I'm a copycat. I love to make copies. So my favorite place is Hewlett Minuteman Press. For three decades, they've been on Broadway in Hewlett, printing booklets, making business cards, designing wedding invitations, and making millions of copies. Meow! How good is Minuteman? Hey, I used to have one life. Now I've got nine. Hewlett Minuteman, on Broadway opposite Lowman's. Tell him Tonger the Copycat sent you for 10% off. Hello, this is Herman Glowgower in a paid political message. In fact, I paid for it. I am a 107 years old, and I support Barack Obama's economic stimulus package. The problem is, I can't remember why. Oh, Oh, yes, to keep America going. Now, I lived through the hard times. People standing on lines for bread, sleeping on the streets, jumping out of windows. And that was 2003! We don't want those kinds of awful, desperate times again. I remember the 1930s. No, I don't. But if I did remember them, I wouldn't want to live through them again. So. Anything the president can do to give the economy a jolt, a little nudge in the ribs, I say, more power to him. Now, granted, a lot of this bailout money is going to banks and insurance companies and mortgage brokers who squandered and thieved themselves into insolvency. But that's the American way. Do you think the big corporations got where they are a hundred years ago by treating workers fairly and paying reasonable wages? Ha! I say, ha! Do you think giant shopping centers and malls sprang up out of pixie dust without any graft or small businesses getting muscled to the curb? Do you think the railroads would be railroads without exploiting the heathen Chinese? Would we even have a Las Vegas without people named Lucky, Bugsy, and Knuckles? Of course not. So, let's not make too much of criminals getting all our money. It was ever thus. And when you get to be my advanced age, and for your sake, I certainly hope you do not, you realize that the only difference between most crooks and the rest of us is that they have the guts to get away with it. In fact, the only difference between politicians and the rest of us is they have the guts to get away with it. And so, let us all give President Barack Obama's stimulus plan a chance to work. Think of it as a Viagra pill for the economy. Hopefully, things will firm up, straighten out, and get the job done. It will be hard, it will be long, it may not come immediately, but if we pull together as one body, we just might reach the finish. This is Herman Glogower, and my home health aide approves of this message. Dave Dave goes off, Dave goes off, Dave goes off, Dave goes off. Yeah, this is the segment we call Dave Goes Off. Off on, uh, usually it's a rampage or a rant, but sometimes it's just me talking about what I've been doing and my week and stuff like that. And that's definitely what I'm here to talk about today, or tonight, is my trip to Fargo, North Dakota. Why, you may ask, well, did I go to Fargo, North Dakota? Well, has to do with my wife's career and places that she's looking at, and she was talking to some folks at North Dakota State U- University, which is merrily situated in Fargo, which I've been told is the coldest place in America, depending on obviously the, the date. But it wasn't, amazingly enough, that cold while we were there. It was about 25 to 35 degrees. Um, day to day, the sky, of course, was just battleship gray, piles of snow on the ground from a snowstorm about a week earlier. And also, moment to moment, it was either raining, drizzling, or sleeting. And yet, I swear to you, this is true, um, the guy who drove us back to the airport got in the car and he told us, Hey, you know, you are so lucky because you came here and it's like spring. So kind <laughs> of gave me... um an interesting perspective on, you know, first of all, what we here think of as springtime. And also, you can look at the same miserable-seeming rotten day and go, oh, what is that? Or someone else can look at it and go, wow, younger than springtime, are we? So that that was kind of nice. Now, Fargo is not as podunk and hickish as it may seem. And it really seems like that when we were flying in. I mean, we look out the plane window, and you know how... Um, When you're just below the clouds, but things are still very tiny, you basically see the big tracts of land and blocks uh, rather than people or the cars. And when you go over Chicago or New York, you see tiny lights and buildings and all that. But coming into Fargo, North Dakota, it's just expanses of blank white and the occasional little barn or silo or, or farmhouse. So you know, as we're flying in, I'm like, oh, my God, what have we gotten into? It's, everything is going to be eight miles from each other. Well, When you have a big old school and everything congregates around it and everything go- grows around it, it isn't, again, quite what you think. There's there's 700,000 people in the entire state of North Dakota, and 100,000 of them are in Fargo. And one of the cool things that they told us to try to build Fargo up and, and tell us how great it was, was that their next-door neighbor is Minnesota. Like, the, the closest, quote-unquote, big city is the Twin Cities. Minnesota is $5 billion in debt. North Dakota is a $1 billion surplus. Go figure. I, don't, I, I guess there aren't enough people in North Dakota to spend any money. That's the, the only uh, thing I can think of that would explain that. But it's it's really not cow country. It's agri-country. Um and, and what's, what's also interesting is it is small-townish, but it has, it has its Starbucks, and it has its McDonald's, and it has its Hardee's. It, it kind of struck me as funny that the college students are thrilled and excited to go eat at McDonald's. Because this is new to them, from where they come from. If they're really coming from the, the backwoods, um, then these big chain things are amazing to them. Meanwhile, I'm the one who wants to go to a place and not see a McDonald's, and, and not see, uh, I can see a Burger King, actually. But there are other chain things there, definitely a couple of Starbucks and stuff. And oddly enough, the restaurants, the prices are kind of the same here and there. You can go to a fancy restaurant relatively, and it'll be about the same price and the same quality of food as you're going to get here. But other things are a lot cheaper, and real estate and, and, and stuff like that. Um, one, of the, the, one of the great things that I love is they had this enormous um It's hard to say what you would call it. It's like a rummage store. It's not an antique place the way we think of it. And it's not a thrift shop. It's bigger than that. It's a city unto itself. And you don't really get those in New York or even on Long Island much. And and it's room upon room of things like train sets and jewelry and records and magazines and clocks and old cameras and guns and guitars and lots of Christmas crap, of course, and these beautiful break fronts. And and, and it, it just made me think... If I had more time before I were doing a different kind of radio program, one thing I would really, really love to do is just go into one of these shops, grab, like, a stack of their LPs and their 78s, and then just go on the radio for, like, four hours and play different cuts from whatever I grabbed. Because it's always going to be a grab bag. It's going to be, like... One minute you're playing Montavani, and then the next it's the Ramones, and then the next after that it's some old singer from 1908 on, on a, you know, an RCA Victor label 78. And I, I think that would just be neat. And then you go back to the thrift shop, and you give back those records, and you pull back another pile, and you have a different show. I don't know. There's probably eight people in the whole world who would want to listen to that, but I would be one of them listening loyal, loyally every week. Um, but the thing is, I mean, it is kind of North Dakota, and, and there may be, may be a possibility in the future that I might even live there or stay there for a while. So just on the off shot, while I was walking down the main Broadway road of Fargo, I stopped into a staffing agency. Because I figured, hey, I've got my resume on me, and they need typists for administrative stuff, or certainly they need a teacher, or... <laughs> Talent, such as it may be, maybe I can get some work. Let me let me shake some hands and hand out some resumes and cards. So I go in there. Very nice guy. He says, "You know, hi, I'm Dave." And blah blah blah. We talk for about 30 seconds, and then he says, "I say, well, you know, any jobs and what have you got?" And he says, "Can you weld?" And I'm like, "No, no, I probably burn myself very badly." And he's like, "Well, how about with other kinds of machinery?" And I'm like, "No, I would." Burned myself very badly. And it turned out they had absolutely no need or call for any sort of administrative typing, shorthand, uh, office management whatsoever. It was all about real labor there. Which, which okay, it's another reminder that not quite um, New York, but they do have, and I was excited to hear about this because of what I do theater there, not just at NDSU, which has a pretty good theater program, but there's an off-Broadway type theater called Theater B, which was um, I didn't get to see any theater. That was the, the one big disappointment, because we were there for about three days early in the week, and any theater that they do, being at the school or locally, tends to be done from Thursday through um, Sunday. Those are the big theater-going days, as, as they are in a lot of places. So I really wanted to see something, and they had one show playing in Fargo. And out of principle, I did not go, because this is, this is my luck. Playing at the Fargo Dome, and yes, it is called, and it is, the Fargo Dome. It's for sports, and I guess they also do theater there, too. They had the touring company, off-off, or, or shall we say non-equity, I believe, of Cats, I mean, if there could be a more cliche and dreadful thing to be, you know, greeting a person if they're coming from a cosmopolitan city like New York and going to North Dakota and wanting to be impressed by North Dakota, the last thing you want to see playing there. Is a touring production of Cats, so I I have to say I kind of avoiding it. But I did see the famous Fargo Theater. That's the sign that you're seeing all those those photographs and things. And unfortunately, it's not a um, a theater theater. It's more of a movie house, a very nice one. Though they do have concerts and stuff. In fact, the most popular thing that they do there, and apparently they do eight shows a year and sell out every single one, is an acapella group called the Blenders. So. <laughs> What can I say? As I keep saying, it's not New York, but um, it's a sweet little place. And one of the cool things that I did like about Fargo, North Dakota, and that I was told I would like about it, is that you get to know the people rather quickly, and a stranger is only a stranger for the first 10 seconds, and then boom, you're off and running. I walked into a shop, interesting little shop, I thought it was another thrift store, because they had all these old bicycles in The window from the 1950s and 60s like stuff you'd see on happy days and whatever so i walked in just to look around the guy came out and it wasn't even a bicycle shop or an antique shop turned out it was for printing and silk screening of signs and collecting bicycles was just his hobby and he put that in the window just for people to comment and get some business and occasionally someone would come in and use the bike for a movie rent it and give it back and Again, it's amazing what you tell strangers and what strangers tell you within a 90-minute conversation. Literally, I just stopped in there to browse for about a minute and a half, and I spent 90 minutes talking to this great fellow named Mark. I learned about his near-death medical emergency. I learned about his bike collecting. I learned about his job. I learned that he was president of the local stagehands union and that he was actually going to be helping with the load-in of cats, and and the fact that he's also there when Disney on Ice comes and, and does their thing. And he said, Disney people are just the worst because they're all foreigners and they hate dealing with, with North Dakota Americans. So a little bit of gossip there. And... Um, He's taking courses at NDSU, and we talked about religion. I swear to God, you know, if I were straight and we had another, uh, if I were gay and we had another half an hour, um, we'd probably end up married. I don't know, but really cool guy. named Mark, if you happen to be in Fargo, and the last thing I want to mention about uh, the whole trip is that the movie, the famous movie with Francis McDormand and Peter Stormari and William H Macy, was mostly shot. In next door Minnesota. I know it's kind of disappointing, but I did learn, I did discover that some of the exteriors and some were shot in Fargo. And the woman who worked next door to that bicycle silk screening thing shop was in the movie and played the mother, or, or excuse me, the wife who got shot. So, okay, like a next-door brush with greatness. That's that's about as good as I can get in my life, and kind of good. Oh, I did want to mention real quick the uh, the wonderful uh, plane ride. Everybody might remember me uh, telling about my trip to Aruba a couple of years ago, where uh, we ended up spending an extra day and a half in Aruba thanks to plane trouble. Well, here we didn't have plane trouble. We had airport trouble. Probably my mistake for booking in the middle of February a trip to Fargo, North Dakota that goes through O'Hare Airport. Yeah, I, I should know better than this, because, of course, we ended up missing a connecting flight, spending the night in lovely Camp O'Hare, with no pillows, no blankets, no cots, no nothing, just swaying with no help and no nothing. But okay, a lot of people have to do it, it happens, and it was weather-related, but then what that meant was the very next morning we had to be on the first plane out flying into LaGuardia on the day of the big, horrible winds. Now, it, it was warmish weather, but the winds were kicking up like crazy. So we're coming in, and the flight is quiet and great and fine just until we hit New Jersey. And then the plane's like bummity, 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 bummity for like half an hour. We get to LaGuardia, you know, where, where it's not very pleasant, and we get to the runway, the wheels are down. And about maybe 20 feet above the runway, the pilot just takes the plane right up and whoosh, and he says, "Well, we had a, a gust of wind there. We're going to try this again," which means trying again is is not a simple thing. You've got to go all the way back around another 20 minutes in the wind, bumpery, 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 bump, to try again to land safely, which we did. But not before we had a few nauseous moments. There was, there was a smell coming from the back of the plane that uh, I was worse than puke, I'll tell you that. You know, literally, the stewardesses were, were waving their hands in front of their, their heads. But it was a safe landing, thank God. And much as I want to bitch about United Airlines and you know, the incompetence of getting us to New York, within a day, uh, we heard about the Buffalo plane crash in the same weather and and, well they had icing but certainly some of the same related reasons so again it's all perspective depending on how you look at things it can be a gray day or it can be a promising spring day it can be a real pain in the ass to get to New York and deal with airplanes and, and turbulence or it can be a safe landing that gets you back home I guess if I were a different kind of person and a better person I would think of these things in the latter way well, I'm trying. Anyway, I'm going to be trying to move forward with the rest of Dave's Gone By, including Inside Broadway and more talk about the stimulus package. We'll be right back after these messages. Shalom, damn it! This is Rabbi Saul Solomon asking you what are the two most beautiful words in the English language? That's right, kosher deli. Actually, kosher isn't English per se, and delicatessen's from the German. But screw that kosher deli, pastrami, corned beef, roast beef, tongue, brisket. If you have a good kosher deli, you're set. Well, I have a great kosher deli, The Woodrow, in the Peninsula Shopping Center of Hewlett, Long Island. Open seven days, even Shabbos. Everything freshly made in the store, available for catering and private parties, the Woodrow. 516-791-4033. 791-4033. The Woodrow. Words cannot express. Hello. My name is Eustace Roosevelt. And I'll be here to talk about the economics. Now, everybody knows things is bad. Can't get no work. Can't pay for no gas. Can't even afford a good hooker and a bowler on Saturday night. Now, what we going to do about this here here? Sure enough, we can close our eyes and make believe the problems go away. But when you open them eyes again, you'll find the trouble still there. And a great big bump on your head because you'll be walking around with your eyes closed. So, no, you can't just ignore the wolf at the door. When the going gets tough, the goers got to get tougher. That's why we got Barack Obama in the White House now. He one of us. He don't talk like one of us. He don't live like one of us. and He only half look like one of us, but he one of us. And Barack is up there trying to do something about the mess the previous president put us in. He's setting aside all this tax monies to help regrow the economism. It's a stimulation package. He take billions and 1000000000s of dollars and throw it up in the air. And where it land, help America get it back on its feet again. If we're lucky, it create new jobs, it save the car companies, it keep your money from falling out the bank. If we're not lucky, it go nowhere and we in the toilet. We in the toilet now, so what the hell, right? But all my friends is asking, how come we rewarding people for doing a crappy job? Chevy build cars get three miles to the gallon, and they don't know why people don't buy Chevrolet. Well, with my people, because we saving for a caddy. A bank let some dickhead buy a house with no money down, and an interest rate hitting twelve percent after three year. You know how much crack you gotta sell to make a payment on that? Wall Street broker looking a crystal ball. He say, I think I buy a thousand shares of garbage today. The more I buy, the less it smell like garbage. Why, I can turn that garbage from a little trash pile to a landfill. Don't even look like garbage no more. Unless you get real close to it and your nose give giving away. Who knew the SEC would start sniffing? Now, these are the peoples we be giving money to which I realize makes no sense. But nothing makes no sense in this world. Women go out to work, make $7 an hour, daycare costs 10 How do they make up the other $2? We live in a world where Prince is a sex symbol and Tyler Perry is a movie star. What the hell is that about? And they 6,000 channels on the TV, and they still don't bring back Hanging with Mr. Cooper. So I ask you, my American fellows to support President Obama and his big package. Just because all that money coming out of your income tax, and you ain't going to see a dime of it, that don't mean it ain't no good for you. It's like eating your spinach, your really expensive spinach. So eat your vegetables and support President Obama's stimulating package. The rich get richer, the poor just get more poor, but America goes on. I'm Eustace Roosevelt, and I support this massage. Give the gift of entertainment to yourself or others by sharing a Dave's Gone By CD. From Reckless Eric to Joe Franklin, Christine Lavin to Uncle Floyd, Dave's Gone By CDs provide hours of laughs, great conversation, and music. CDs are just $10, shipping included, and you can order at our website, davesgoneby.org. Reserve your corner of the neighborhood. Inside Broadway, brought to you by Performing Arts Insider and TotalTheatre.com. Yes, welcome to Inside Broadway here on this February 15th, 2009... Got a whole bunch of Broadway news. Also, want to talk about a couple of off Broadway and Broadway shows that I saw this week. First of all, got to remind you, as we said in the beginning of the program, some of the cool off Broadway news is that StageBuddy.com's Weekly Night Live plays every Saturday night at 6 o'clock at the Times Square Arts Center, 669 8th Avenue, between 42nd and 43rd Street. I'm the host. Of the show, yay me! And it's a mix of comedians and magicians and musicians and Broadway people. You gotta check it out, and it's absolutely free. So go to stagebuddy.com forward slash live for more information. Now, as far as some of the other things, the lesser things playing in New York, well, Shakespeare in the Park, the Public Theater, has announced its upcoming summer season, and it's going to feature Twelfth Night the uh, William Shakespeare play, of course, starring Anne Hathaway, the lovely actress of The Princess Diaries and Rachel getting married. I think she's an Oscar nominee for that. I'm not sure. So um, she'll be playing Viola, and Dan Sullivan's going to direct that. That's going to be, speaking of free shows, remember, all the Shakespeare in Central Park is free, and that starts in June. And that'll be followed by a production of the Bacchae, Euripides' drama, directed by Joanne Akalagas, and she's actually a former... Artistic Director of the Public Theater. So she'll be doing that through August and September. Um, We've got a Broadway show, a Broadway musical, actually opening this week, Thursday, at the Booth Theater. It's uh, by a couple of newcomers to Broadway, Brian Hill and Neil Bartram. And it's a small little musical. That's why people are kind of hoping it'll be real good and, and get the audience, because it's not a big, splashy thing. There's only two actors in it. And they're Will Chase And Malcolm Getz, people might remember Malcolm Getz from Caroline in the City. He was the the, uh, blonde boyfriend, and he's also done a lot of theater locally. So this is a show that premiered at Connecticut's Goodspeed second stage, and it's coming to Broadway now. The um, one cool thing is that the director is Richard Waltby Jr., who helped create Ain't Misbehavin'. So you never know, it could be one of the sleepers of the year. It's called The Story of My Life at the Booth Theater opening this week. And, uh, kind of a cute thing. There's a couple of interesting off Broadway things, a little early for Purim, but there's a show called The History of Queen Esther, uh, of King Ahasuerus, and of the Haughty Haman. That's the whole title, folks. Prolonged by the Czechoslovak American Marionette Theater. <laughs> At the West Side Y. I will not repeat that again. You can probably go find it if you're interested. It opens next Sunday. But, I don't know, Czechoslovak puppets doing the Purim story. Got to be some interest there. And, from a totally different ethnic perspective, Soul Samurai. It's a um, something by the Ma Yi Theater in tandem with Vampire Cowboys Theater Company at here. This sounds like a lot of fun. It's a mix of hip-hop blaxploitation, and martial arts in the story of a young girl making her way through the Lower East Side and obviously getting beat up or beating other people up in a blaxploitational karagi kind of a way. Yeah, Soul Samurai, it opens this Thursday. And finally, opening on Wednesday at the Classical Theatre of Harlem, they're doing Chekhov's Three Sisters. And it's a pretty amazing cast. It features Roger Gwenver Smith, who gave one of the greatest performances I have ever seen. It was an off-Broadway show about Huey P. Newton, a long-man show, and he played Huey and was just riveting. So he's going to be in this Three Sisters, along with Earl Hyman and Sabrina LeBeouf, both of whom you may remember from The Cosby Show. And it's opening on Wednesday at Harlem Stage. Okay, just have time to talk about a couple of shows uh, to review. I'll probably skip one or two and do them another time. But first, got to do this little commercial. (sighs) Broadway theater has never been grander or more expensive. So like any big purchase, you got to do homework. You want to pick the best show or the most family appropriate, the best reviewed or with the biggest stars or most interesting design. Everyone has different criteria. Performing Arts Insider answers them all. For decades, the Bible of Broadway that professionals check for every show on every New York stage. Visit PerformingArtsInsider.com and see by.org for a thirty percent subscriber discount. Now go! Do your homework. Welcome back to Inside Broadway on Dave's Gone By. I'm going to skip a couple of the shows just because I don't have time to, uh, to mention them. But I do want to say, because you only have another week or two to see Speed the Plow on Broadway... Now, I saw it, along with a lot of the other people and critics, when it first opened with Jeremy Piven playing this new this Hollywood studio executive. He's just become chief of production, and he's about to greenlight a film that his friend put together with a really hotshot director. They're just about to go into a meeting with the head of the studio, when a little monkey wrench gets thrown into their plans, when their cute secretary comes by and decides she is really interested in seeing a book that she's read make into a film, instead of the film that those guys are trying to do. And it becomes a real exciting and funny power play. Well, Jeremy Piven starred, as I said, in the production, but as we've all heard and read in the papers, he either got terribly sick from mercury poisoning, or he was just a, a lazy, um, bored TV son-of-a-bitch who wasn't really committing to Broadway, and he jumped out of the play with really uh, you know, no notice, and they went casting about for someone else, and they got William H. Macy, marvelous actor, and he's even more right for the role than Piven was Piven was actually very very good but Macy's a little older and he has a certain bearing about him where he makes the play that isn't quite believable just a little more believable we we can just kind of understand that this man would perhaps throw his career away and throw away everything he's been building towards for 20 years for something a little different and a little more to him moral and a, a little more um Humane and more for the people than just churning out the same Hollywood garbage that he himself calls himself a whore for churning out. So he's quite good and he has as much chemistry with the great Raul Esparza as Piven did, and Esparza is really the spark plug of the whole play. When he's on stage, good as the other actors are, the play kind of. When, when Esparza, excuse me, is off stage, um, the play deflates a bit. It just, it just naturally does. It needs that character and it needs the magic of Raul Esparza there to really keep the thing going. But I totally recommend it. There's three scenes in the short show. It's about 90 minutes long. The first scene is a knockout. The third scene is a knockout. The middle still does not work even though Elizabeth Moss is really in there trying. She's the, the, the girl from Mad Men. It just doesn't work as written. But if you can get Beyond that, you're really going to have a great time at Speed the Plow. Well, we've got to speed along with towards the end of this episode of Dave's Gone By. We'll be back right after this message and the end of Inside Broadway. We've just been Inside Broadway, thanks to TotalTheater.com and Performing Arts Insider. honey, make sweet love to me. Huh? Can't you put down that stupid book? In a minute, dear. You said that 20 minutes ago. What's so special about marriage, babies, and the end of the world? Well, it's a collection of plays by radio host Dave Lefkowitz. Why do you want to read a bunch of plays? Because they're hilarious. How'd you even buy that book? Online at org. 20 bucks. And they've got trade paperbacks for 12. You would rather read Marriage, Babies, and the End of the World than ride me like a hot stallion? Well, maybe we can compromise. (coughs) Wow, I love this book. (coughs) Oh, and you too, hon. Well, hello, Aru. This is Peter Fitzgerald, Vice President of Wigglefar, the Woodmere Gay Lesbian Front and Rear, and I'm here to speak to you on behalf of Barack Obama's package. Tee-hee. you know that big old bill Obama wants to stimulate the economy? Let me tell you, that tall drink of chocolate milk can stimulate my economy any time, Wiggle. But these are troubled times, and people need to know the economy isn't going to wilt like a willy after a party at my house. In the old days, all my friends spent their time worrying about getting laid. Now they're worried about getting laid off, but either way, they're flat on their backs. Or, considering the current situation getting stooped in the butt. So now our cute little president erect has all these ideas for getting the economy moving again. It goes like this. The banks are afraid to loan us money. So, we loan the banks money. Free. Not even a loan, a gifty. Now, the banks can loan us money with interest. Doesn't that make sense? And it's a lesson to our children. Well, if, unlike me, you're allowed to be near children, this is a lesson that says to get rich quick and dirty, you don't have to rob a bank. You just have to own one. Now... Being a gay man with disposable income, the recession doesn't affect me quite so much as it might affect you. Oh, sure, I might scrimp on table settings, and I've switched from flavored lubes back to good old reliable KY, and maybe I'll put a Shirley Bassey record or two up on eBay. But whatever else I may be, I'm an American, and I don't want to see other Americans out of work, their stores closing, their houses taken away. Because... That's when people get mean. They turn irrational, and they start blaming the wrong people, the weak and the downtrodden. They say, there are no jobs because we have too many illegal immigrants. Right, like you pick oranges for $3 an hour. They say, there's no money because black people are on welfare. No, black people are on welfare because there's no money. They say America is faltering because God is angry at us, because we have allowed open homosexuality. I say at least we pay the mortgages on our condos, and when we take a cruise or a junket, we pay the bill and leave a tip for the sweet little first mate with the tight buns and a six-pack. So let us all get behind Barack Obama and make sure his stimulus package stays way up. I'm Peter Fitzgerald, and I approve of this massage. Shalom, damn it! Shalom, damn it! That's the name of my TV show. Twice a week on cable vision. here is what you need to know. See the one and only Rabbi Saul Solomon on TV. Wednesday mornings at 8 on Channel 115. Friday mornings at 4.30 on Channel 20. In New York City, 1.30 Sunday afternoons on Channel 67. Or watch every show anytime on YouTube. See all the info at shalomdammit.com. I read the Torah. I tell stories. Shake my fist and Complain a bit. Cable vision, Ming and YouTube, watch me on Shalom, damn it, damn it.
1: Dave's gone mm. by God.
0: Yes, there it goes. The neighborhood. It goes so quick, but so well, I think. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank our sponsors for Dave's Gone By. Woodrow Delicatessen and the Peninsula Shopping Center uh, in Hewlett, Long Island. Also, Hewlett Minuteman Press, the copy kings of Broadway, with 10% off for all Dave's Gone By listeners. Performing Arts Insider Theater Magazine uh, since 1944. Go to PerformingArtsInsider.com for more information. And please visit com for thousands of theater reviews and information and feature stories. It's also the gateway to the Dave's Gone By archives, or you can get there through davesgoneby.org, where you can hear about 200 episodes of the show, absolutely free, any at all. Okay, um, I want to also remind you to, to listen or watch Shalom Dammit on YouTube. That's Rabbi Saul Solomon's show, and you can see it on Long Island Cablevision Wednesdays at 8 in the morning on Channel 115, and Fridays at 4.30 in the morning on Channel 20. It's also on MNN, but don't worry about that. Just go to uh, YouTube and watch it there. Just have another minute or two, but I do want to wish a couple of farewells to people. We talked about Edmund at Stage Buddy. He's going off. I want to say that I miss Jeff Goodman, my usual... Guest co-host here. He'll be gone in Thailand, and I hope he has a wonderful trip. And also, I want to say bye to someone who's been uh, an on and off friend of the program for the last few years, Joe Salzone. Used to work at WGBB and also the station across the hall, NYG, and he's been at Sirius for a couple of years. But he's getting serious and moving away from this region, off to Texas uh, sometime this week. You, You actually heard his voice in one of the commercials we did today. So farewell, Joe Salzone, and all the best to you. And uh, I want to thank a couple of people. Certainly James Hodge who uh, runs the Gospel Show that's coming up right after this program in just a couple of minutes. And then I want to thank my mom and dad for always being there for me. My beloved and wonderful wife who warmed up North Dakota considerably for me as she uh, always does with the rest of my life. Um, well, I want to tell you that we'll be back next week, um, probably. Still trying to figure out the show we're going to do next week, but uh, pretty sure that we will be here and doing it with another great Dave's Gone By for you. So, time to leave the neighborhood. Oh, and I want to thank Jessica for calling in, and she did listen to the end. The light is still blinking. So, Jessica, you are number three fan. Yay! Wait, I'm going to... J- Jessica, are you there? Going to yeah. put you on there for a moment. Yay! How do you feel being number three fan? Woo! Totally excited. Yeah <laughs> Well, it's time to leave the neighborhood, but I'll be back soon for the 305th episode of the show. Don't miss your days going by until then. This is Dave Lefkowitz wishing you a good night. Happy President's Day. May all your stimuli be packaged. And uh, here's a little song from Lyle Lovett, as we say in a Fargo way gone by.